What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the No Tech Talk podcast uh, for another edition of some greatness that we provide here on this platform. I'm doing my absolute best to talk through this introduction because I cannot breathe through my nose right now. If you heard the last episode, um, the allergies have been getting to me, and this is a continuation of that. But uh, for the podcast that you're going to hear today, I was actually a guest on the Nectar podcast. I mean, we've been blowing up social media, so if you follow us at all, I mean, you should have seen it by now. Um, it's on No Tech Talk, my page and her page as well as Dr. April. Um, she has a Nectar platform, Raw Honey, and we kept it raw. So it's a very similar uh, podcast. She calls it Raw Honey. I call it No Tech. But basically, you get a lot of uh, candid conversation from us. Uh, we talked about you know everything if you remember it's ripped the band-aid off that particular episode uh she was actually a guest on mine then so this is a long overdue collaboration that we did and i had a great time um but yeah so this is it so if i sound too nasally it is what it is Get over it people have real life issues and everybody does not sound perfect on each episode but this is also a reminder to go to the no tech talk uh podcast website notechtalk.com you can donate you can share you can leave comments you can find out which podcast platform is good for you, you got apple soundcloud spotify all the good jazz you can go support leave a five-star rating it really helps out the podcast and uh i think i said podcast enough today so with all that being said here is our conversation on the raw honey platform the nectar podcast uh with dr april and yeah yours truly the host of No Tech Talk Podcast, Jay. So, peace. You're fancy every day. Woo! Well, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Nectar Podcast. We've been out for about a month or so in this little bit of time. It's been crazy. have been working on a lot of things. I think a lot of you have seen the Breathe Project. That's been the biggest thing we've been working on in this platform. Um, if you don't know about the Breathe Project, it is an expressive platform for Black men to um, connect to their own stories and express um, what they've been through, what their journey of manhood looks like, and how it's impacted who they are today. Um, and so I've started with a photography exhibit, which has been going way greater than I ever imagined it for it to be. Um, so I just asked black men, give me one word that describes your experience as a black man. And I have them take their shirts off, which some are just so brave and beautiful for doing this. Cause they said they would never do this. Um, but they took their shirts off and they get in these abstract positionings and they show and accentuate this word that they chose. And it's so powerful because there, I've just seen the stuff that people post when they have posted about this word. Um, it's nice to see how liberating it is to just express yourself um, as a black man. And so if you want to learn more about the breathe project, or if you want to become involved with the breathe project, look at our website at www.rawhoneypf.com slash breathe. Um, you can find us on Instagram, the raw honey PF, um, whatever it is called handle. Oh, I'm so old. Um, <laughs> Um, or you can follow on my personal handle, uh, B B E E. Um, other than that, we're firing back up our podcast. We're firing up some raw honey talks on Facebook live. So be sure to look out 
for some more discussions on wellness and liberation, as well as providing a liberation platform for Black men, at least during this season. Ladies, don't worry. There's something coming for you in the spring. Right now, we're focusing on the fellas. Speaking of focusing on the fellas, we have an amazing fella here today that has given me the honorable time to be on the No Tack Talk, and now he's taking his lack of tack here <laughs> and being on my platform. So, Jay, you want to introduce yourself? What's up? What's up? How's it going? Uh, what am I supposed to say? Did <laughs> um, you know who you are, what you do, um, why you do what you do? I'm a man of many talents. Uh oh, okay. The only reason I'm saying it is because it took me a minute to get to where I am now. Uh, I guess we could just dive on into it. But um, I I always wanted to be good at like a lot of things. Renaissance man, as you say. Okay, I feel that. You know, um, but everybody has their niche. But uh, I'm in a, well, currently right now I'm in the military, a recruiter in Texas, you know. So I'm doing that. That's definitely my foundation. And then, um. I'm the host of No Tech Talk podcast. You have your honey talks. I have my No Tech Talks. Um, I'm very active in church, but I have a, uh, I guess my thing would be, uh, I would say what makes you proprietary. My thing would be, I have a different, you know, lens, a lot of no filter kind of perspective uh, from church topics. So I'm extremely versed on church hurt. <laughs> that's that's like mm-hmm. one of the main things I came out with um church hurt and kind of just combating um how people view the church so for an example you know you might have like a cricket preacher do something crazy cheat on his wife right and then it'll come out it's this huge thing and then people will say on Facebook or make this whole deal like that's why I don't go to the church no way that's why I don't tie no way that's why I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the guy that says like no that's not why you know, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of time, and I've been doing research on this as well. Um, people have a lot of church hurt early on. And so as you grow and we see life for what it is and we see humans for who they are, uh, we put, you know, people on a pedestal and that, en- that ends up, you know, transforming or just, you know, watering down people's faith. Oh, uh, that's good. We're in a time, we're in a really like a gray area. We're in a really like weird time um where we're in between generations uh it's like kind of where me and you're at right now the middle and, child like j cole I, yeah i mean yeah pretty much so you know you got the old school right which is you know it was all fire brimstone kind of forcing you to go to church and making you say the easter speeches you know stuff like that right and then you have i guess the people that are under us the millennials or you know the ex i don't know one of them letters you know the people that like loyalty them people um <laughs> yeah, those those kids, um, they have an information overload, right? Mm-hmm. So back then we had no choice but to listen to grandma. But now we can challenge grandma because we have the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's good that we have more information. Social media is a great tool to have, but at the same time, it's festering. Like uh, I, call, I mean, you call it spiritual warfare if you want to get deep, but it really is because. Mm-hmm. People won't care about, you know, what color Moses' staff was rather than what he did with the staff. Oh, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> really, you're two minutes in and you take a shot. like... No, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's and it. That's I, can, it. I, I speak on this a lot because I'm currently in theology school as well. Okay. And it's not to be necessary. I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to be a preacher or not yet, but that's not what it's looking like right now. But 
<laughs> I did that because, you know, I was confirmed. It was confirmed to me that, you know, God was telling me like, hey, I gave you, you know, the charisma and the, the whatever, you know, to speak to the people. He said, you need to know me. So in knowing me and going to theology school, all they care about is just what scholars say and what this says. And it's cool. It's great information. But at the heart of it, um, it's the gospel. It's Jesus. It's him dying for your sins. If you had nothing else, no story in the Bible, but one matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I did, I, I think you, I don't know if you heard this particular uh, episode, but a part one and part two of American Gospel, great Netflix series, my um, homeboy did, but they were talking about, you know, every book in the Bible, even judges and kings, you know, the son of this, and the son of this, and the son, all of it has to do with Jesus, right? And so a lot of times we'll say, well, I don't know. What's the story? Uh, feeding the 5,000, right? Three fish, five. They would say, well, how was that possible? Ain't no way that happened. So people, so people get so wrapped up in how it happened instead of why it happened and who did it. Mm-hmm. You, so, you know what I'm saying? And so they were like, like well, stuff. yeah. And don't get me wrong. People want to know if you're the analytical person, I completely understand, mm-hmm. but it's all about, it's that aha moment that people usually tend to have to get um, to start their journey. Cause it's stuff for me. My my latest one was um, Adam and Eve and how we all came to be. And I did my whole little research on it and stuff like that. And the first thing, you can look it up right now, uh, scientists will say that it takes about 10,000 people to um, to do that, to do what happened with Adam and Eve. So let's just say a thousand was black, a thousand was white, a thousand was Asian, you know, all these um, categories. And then they all had sex, had kids, all the lineages down. Now we can have, you know, they said like that's how much it would take. But according to the Bible, we all come from him, right? So it's just adding that spiritual um, aspect to it. And that, that just comes with time. But I say all that to say, <laughs> um, I, I have time. I say that all the time. I have time. I have the energy. And it's not from me because I want to. I do believe that this is divine because, the, I mean, I will go in because people try to play God like he's just this dude that they just go to when they need, you know, they, engine replaced or something i'm just like bro it's way bigger than that right. yeah you know? i think and i i agree with that i feel like um there's a lot of things in the world that has simplified who god is mm-hmm. and simplified like the experience with him and it's like and i think it's for two reasons i think one is simplified because there's been such church hurt involved mm-hmm. that people don't want to even go down that route and they associate the fullness of god with that church hurt, you know, those things that people did. And I think the second one is they simplified it so that they can like woo in people who like, they're like, okay, we don't want to make this look like it's too hard. And this is like a go, go, go generation. Yeah. This is an instant gratification generation. So like, right. let's, let's put God in the microwave. So that way and God is a, a slow cooker. He Man, is that like perfect the, roast. The slow pots. <laughs> man it's so yeah. crazy and that's like that's actually something i've been thinking of so i'm starting this blog series called the 10 p's of prayer mm-hmm. and um that's something i even i love how you talk about like you talk about the in the weeds stuff with the spiritual life because yeah. you know we say my best friend and i said this all the time she's like people say give it up to god what does that mean <laughs> like that's right like, they, they so give brave. you no application no application you're like 
Um, oh, okay, give it to God. So like the same thing, right. I was thinking of my prayer life of like, I say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for being so great. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. <laughs> Repent for this. Please give me this. Amen. And it don't right. happen. And I'd be like, thank God. Like, what you, what's up, bruh? And then he's like, oh, there's some other stuff you have to do. So like some of the, I don't want to say them all, but like position yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be in peace. You have to purge yourself of stuff that's not going to align whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. there are these other elements of that goes with the prayer in order for the thing that you pray for to manifest. And I was just like, oh, but no one says that. They just say pray. They just give you prosperity. They just give you the end goal. They don't Mm -hmm. tell you how to get there. Not at all. And especially, um, this is a little sneak peek. I'm not going to say any names about it, but I'm also working on a project where we're going to talk about the journey of celibacy um, with a a friend of mine. And again, we have this thing in church where we say, don't have sex, period. And he was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, what do I do? I don't know. But don't have sex. (laughs) And so you're like trying to navigate. Okay, so when these emotions come up, what do I do? When these physical feelings come up, what do I do? Um, And I think these are conversations that we need to start unpacking. And even especially when I did the Breathe Project, I asked my black men, Mm -hmm. um, what did you learn about sex? And (laughs) everyone told me that the air left the room. They're like, you just heard it. It was just like, "Mm -hmm." And they started mm-hmm. to answer, but only thing they could answer at first was what I didn't learn. And I said, mm-hmm. but what did you learn? Because there could be an absence of learning, but there's also a presence of something. Um, mm-hmm. And so to realize, you know, one gentleman said, there is this message from church. There's this message from my family. There's this message from media. Then there's like the books, like the educational part. And all four of them were saying different things and had a different mm-hmm. tone and had a different end goal of why they were saying it to me. Um, so I just did anyway, you know, and so it's, it's, it's just so many things that we have to be more specific about so that people feel normal and comfortable having a healthy spiritual life versus feeling like they're just kind of jumping on a conveyor belt and doesn't know and don't know where it's going. Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely a vulnerability piece Mm. um, for me. More than that. Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to simplify it because I try to like keep going down. Okay, down to the root of this. Okay, now to the root of this, root of this. There's a lot of stuff, but we're at the point to where it's really messy. So I, w- I was thinking about accountability. I did, um, I was actually over this meeting a couple of weeks ago. I had the privilege of being over at one of our men's meeting at church, and I talked about accountability. But first, I want to talk about um, what was that? Vulnerability. So, and it kind of all ties in together because, I mean, we, we all know men want to be hard, men are prideful double-edged sword so what makes us strong also you know makes us vulnerable makes us weak right mm-hmm. um our egos our pride you know i, I know everybody's like yeah duh this what me have issues with but are we actually addressing it um i was blessed to have my father uh in my life and you know you know he's well so i i saw i had my father his later years he had me when he was 41 so I got kind of like the softer, softer, I guess. I wouldn't even say softer because I had my own version of him too. It was like, you, yeah, he's always tell me like, yeah, you, you don't know how dad used to be. I was like, well, I know how he is now, you know. Um, but what I saw in him, which is invaluable, was a transformation from going to this hard guy who never cried to somebody who cried like every Christmas now because he's family together, right? And mm-hmm. I just don't want 
the men in my group or my age group to get it at 60. You know, I want them to get it at 20 and 30 and 40. Right. Right. Because we're just so big on ourselves and it's almost like a rite of passage at this point, but no, we have to be vulnerable. Now in that, I always have to make a disclaimer. Am I saying that we have to cry every day? No. Am I saying we got to be sensitive? No. Am I saying to be a punk? No. I'm saying. <laughs> well, what does it mean to be I, a punk? You know, like. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody want to be hard. How mm-hmm. I'm going to get the girl, she think I'm a wimp. How I'm, how I'm going to be assertive at my job if I ain't got no backbone, right? So nobody's telling you to be soft. They're just saying be empathetic. Right. Show love. If you got an inner circle, bro, I love you, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with saying that. Um, but in that, it's, it's, you're getting over yourself. It's bigger than you. Usually when the guy has like a daughter, oh, yeah, now nah, I get softer. That's my girl. Da, da, da. It's always been there. It just takes something to get you there. And I don't always feel like, well, some people, I learned the hard way too, but I don't always feel like that we always have to have a, um, a major life event or something traumatic happen for us to get it. Um, I talked about different levels. I said, I feel like most people get it. They just don't do it. So it's just a time to take for somebody to get it. Now, whether you get it at 25 or 35 or 55, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's up to you. It's just, it, for me, I, I'm still, I'm right there. You know, I'm like right there. But it, it took me like years to get over like all of my insecurities and, you know, just, just not caring what people thought and just self-esteem issues and everything. But it, it took me actively working on myself to get there. And, and so, when, you, when you're saying about, because I hear this all a lot too, for some reason, like older adults older than me like to talk to me about things like this. And, you know, of course, when people hear us say, they're like, oh, but you're young, like you have a lot of time. What do you think stops people from feeling like, or what do you think will stop people from feeling like it's too late? You know, like I always hear like, it was too late for me to turn around. Or, I've done this, this and that. Like, what do you think makes it so hard to stop the bus at this time? What do you mean, stop the bus? Like, if they feel like I can't get my spiritual life together, I can't get to that place of vulnerability, or I... Well, that's based off the standards that the world or our society Mm. has set on us. Even with the maternal clock. Yes, Mm -hmm. you can have a child after 30. You know, back in the day, they were were still (laughs) scraping, you know, enamel off of your teeth Mm -hmm. to make it whiter, not knowing that's exactly what you need to keep your teeth safe. You know, like, we're in a different time. That's that, those are the constructs that we have been, you know, exposed to. Like I was, just, I was just talking about, you know, stuff with our health and the black black men not wanting to go to therapy, about not, them not wanting to go to doctors, about them, you know, holding secrets till they die, not getting help, you know, from stuff that happened with their own parents, and it's just through me working through that, I start to see it more in all my friends. I start to see it more in my environment, people that work. And it's, it's just time for a change for sure. That's, that's real. And that's, I think that's so important of why you are the vessel that you are of showing that example of that slow process. Like we said, the slow cooker mm-hmm. of you got to put the stuff in, you got to let it marinate and blend in together with each other and make it come out to what it's going to be. Whew. That's, that's the, that's the thing I'm kind of going to. So that's interesting because there's this devotional and shout out, you know, in case she ever listens to it, Marshawn Evan Daniels, she is a bomb (laughs) 
bomb author. She got me through me quitting my job and moving mm. down here to Texas and everything. Um, but she has a book called The 100 Days of Believing Bigger. It's a devotional. I heard about that, yeah. And um, so that it was only on day two. She was already ripping me open. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, she talked about the story of Noah, which I've heard the story of Noah at least a mm. thousand times, right? But this, this, let me tell you, I almost, I almost called her up. Um, so basically what she talked about is, you know, Noah was given this crazy task. God was like, build an ark, put your family on it, put two of each animal on it, go mm-hmm. on the boat. I'm going to destroy the world. And he's like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. So he's, you know, flying around while the, while the flood's going. And then he sends the raven and the dove out the window. The dove comes back. There's no olive branch. So he's like, is this really still going? And then, so he's like, all right, we just keep floating along. Then sent the dove out again. The dove came back with the olive branch signal was over. Right. So then she asked the question, what would have happened to Noah and his family if he ignored the lack of a branch and decided to step out the boat at that time? And I was like, oh, he would have drowned. Yeah. Okay. Well, for the sake of the, Yeah. (laughs) what say more well no because they do that because they're trying to see where land is that's true so not not that it was necessarily over like there was his own you know spiritual thing he was going through because he brought his whole family i think that's another reason why he didn't want humans on the boat because it would have been a lot of doubt and his family mm-hmm. had to be with him so it was just him and the animals mm-hmm. that couldn't talk right they did that because uh, christopher columbus did that they used to do all the time they had they had eagles and birds and hawks and they were looking for land. I'm just saying, well, whoever <laughs> did it, right? I'm just uh-huh. saying, like, they would send a, a bird out north, south, east, east, and west. They would go to a different little part of the map. They would literally be making the map. And whichever one came back with, like, you know, dirt in their feet, olive branch, whatever, that's where land was. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as stepping out, I mean, I think, for me at least, the battle was getting there. I think at that point, it was just like, we here now, dog. If I die, I die. This is me. This is me thinking like if I was him, that could have been his whole other, you know, spiritual aspect. I don't know, but for me, it's like it's the ridicule that he went through uh, while building the boat. It took mm-hmm. him a long time, right? Well, about years, right? He's ridiculed from his family, his children. Um, I mean, I'm sure the animals looking at him funny, you know? <laughs> right? Like, bro, we still on this? They still on this boat? <laughs> yeah, and so that's that's where it's kind of getting over that hump. It's like. Um, you kind of don't care anymore. It's kind of like when we we we're just drawn to our uh, our end. We're stretched so far that we have no choice but to trust God. We have even if you don't believe in God, you just mm-hmm. stress. You get to get to a certain point. So I'm just done. Or you flip and you cuss that coworker out. Or you just get so done. Or you just tired of your boss treating you bad every day. We have a threshold. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody have different thresholds. It's just about understanding and nurturing that threshold and understanding building patience building tolerance for different situations um it's way harder though uh with god i think yeah that and and, i mean and that's what i was thinking about of like god gives you some some crazy commands and even like this so the first 10 days of this devotional is about trust and honestly, like I talk a lot about faith, but I don't talk a lot about trusting God. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought it was the same thing, but I realized faith is, uh, I heard it in my meditation today. It's like faith is 
saying, I know that chair is going to hold me up and trust is sitting your whole weight in the chair. So faith is Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, God is good. Like, I know he's going to come through for me. I know when I pray for something, he's going to come through. Trust is actually, I pray and I book that ticket. You know, I pray (laughs) and I go to that, that audition, you know, like I, I put my whole entire weight in it. And so I don't know that, that whole passage just kind of got to me because how do we, you know, we're talking about in the weed stuff. It just tells you, you know, how do you, how do you build up that endurance? And I know scripture tells us for sure, but like, what does that look like practically to build up that endurance to truly trust God? Uh, sticky notes for me. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> sticky okay, notes. Tell me more. What's on so it's kind of like when you want to learn a language, you know, you have the sticky, you have whatever fridge means on the fridge table. You have sticky notes in Spanish everywhere, yeah. a complete immersion. You know, you listen to all your TV shows in Spanish, you listen to all your movies in Spanish. You have no choice but to learn it. When you work out, uh, when I, when I was like a buck 20, right, I used to work out with my brother. And uh, every time we used to go to the gym, I knew I couldn't lift a little 45s on the bench press, right? Just 145 on each side. But he was like, go try. The first couple of times, I'm pushing hard as I can, but I slid off the, off the bench, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm still weak, still 120 pounds, whatever. But the next week, um, I got up off the bar. Couldn't do nothing with it after that. That was it, right? So then I got it to my chest, and then he, like, picked it back up. And so every, every maybe week or so, my body was like forced and I, I didn't even do chest. Like that's the thing. It wasn't a muscle thing. Your body has to adapt. It knows that he's doing this every day. Mm-hmm. So your body is going to adapt just for that movement. And right. it's kind of like, you know, with your faith, it takes practice. It takes lying to yourself. You heard it here first. It takes faking it till you make it just like we do anything else. It's a, it's a muscle. It's a spiritual muscle that we have to utilize on a daily basis. It's like um, classical conditioning and psychology. It is. But it, why is it so easy for somebody to go, go? I hate, I hate seeing Nike commercials sometimes because they, they show these hey, soccer Nike, players. Don't, don't get upset. Okay. No, I mean, whatever. <laughs> they sponsor me, you know what? No, right, they, they, they show these people working hard, waking up at four in the morning, working out. That's a physical application. But I can't, I work at regions, you know? So how can I, I can't work. No, you know what I'm saying? I can't work no harder than I'm doing. Yes. So it's so it, it breaks it. They, they they give you a physical like example. They say you can do it. Like you can, but what does that look like in your field? For me, ooh, that's good. No. That's so good because that reminds me of when I was trying to lose weight. I'm on my journey again. I'm gonna start okay. this all over. And <laughs> um, I remember I would follow all these like fitness people. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Now, mind you, at the time I was like a director. I was yeah. in a doctoral program. Getting it. What what time? <laughs> they, these people over here getting They're up early in the morning, making day. a five course meal, You're working out all day, dancing. O'clock. Right. Got time to model for their pictures. Got time to make a song. Like exactly. Got time to make posts. I was like, what? <laughs> I it's very rare that you see that you see them doing something like extremely crazy as far as yeah. a workout. They're doing like five tips for better abs and you know this stretch like that's not getting you know what i'm saying they, they already have the six pack they already got to mount olympus show me what it looks like for somebody that's overweight or even underweight i know people can't even gain weight you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so it's like nobody shows that i but think then because they, we i think because as a scroller we won't look for them we'll be like their workout doesn't work they're fat and it's like 
then we follow them when their results are there. Mm-hmm. But then right, I think that right. also feeds into them, whether it either feeds into them or it feeds into the world. You can only be a trainer if you're all in shape. We can't look at someone through the progress. We need to see a result. Yeah. Well, because th- they're, they're still in the work in progress. So then there's a, there's a mental piece there. So like it kind of goes about hand in hand. I don't know. I used to be a trainer too. So I couldn't expect nobody to, and I want to be a trainer, but people look yeah. like, and no, I'm you like, can. I know what I'm so, talking about. So you can, I must, I'm, you can do anything you want to be, but I, I, on, on that, on that side, I play devil's advocate. Um, that, there's, there's a mental place you have to be. And I don't know if you got it or not. I'm sure you do. But, but when I used to train folks, our first three sessions were at Starbucks. We never even touched the gym. We didn't go same. outside. Mm-hmm. And so, because I had to, for one, realize your why I had for mm-hmm. two, see what your vice was and i had for three see what hurt you yeah or what's hurting you and i became a therapist and, and you know i'm, I'm licensed you know but i feel like i was a therapist like i was doing like you said you're doing social work like you because yes. i'm finding out people were getting cheated on i'm finding out uh, one lady had a bad fall and was afraid of stairs yes i mean legit moved had a bad yes. fall Mm-hmm. And she was pretty much like pretty all rods on her left hand side down some stairs mm-hmm. and she was gaining weight and knew she needed to lose weight, but she was just afraid of stairs. So like right. for a month we were in her house working on okay, going upstairs. Mm-hmm. It has nothing, it had nothing to do with physical. Yes. And you she know, was crying on the stairs and I love that lady to death. I would shout her out, but you know, it's just like, but she, she, she maneuvered through it. You know, she went from, you know, the walker to the cane, everything else. But it was a mental thing. Yeah, and it's like, how do we get, how do we get people? And this has to do with everything we're talking about. How do we get people in that space on a consistent basis? Yes. That how, is, you know what I'm saying? I think, so, you know, what's funny about that is that was the reason I started Raw Honey. Like mm-hmm. that, that actual reason of like, I wanted to physically train people to understand, because that was my journey of like working out was like about almost 10% physical. It was all my mindset Mm -hmm. and how I felt about myself, what situations happen in life, how I handle situations that happen in life and how, when we change our mindset towards those things, all of a sudden everything falls into place. Yeah. First tip, quit taking pictures in the gym. Don't nobody care. (laughs) Don't nobody care. Don't nobody care if you taking pictures. Don't nobody care. So you if you ain't, like so you ain't posting a video on the gym. You I have, no? but oh, it's okay. like when I'm done. Sure. But it's not every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now I will say, if that fuels you, if you like seeing the comments, and you know you like seeing people saying good job every morning, at least be consistent. Right. Why we seeing you on there for a week and now you gone? Why we saw your Apple Watch stats <laughs> Thursday and you gone Friday, but you at the club Friday? Shut I'm just saying. I, I no, I well, that's why I have to watch all because ain't nobody about to bring this up. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's like, I'm only speaking like that because I'm talking to myself. Yeah. And so we just talked about my little health issue I had last week. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted. Mm. My wife was like, bro, you were going like a million miles per hour. And it's so funny because it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You're doing all this stuff. I, I was not like this last year. Mm-hmm. Like I had a drive. But to truly be great on a consistent basis will ruin you. And so, th- so if I'm looking at if if I'm looking at both of these screens that we're looking at right now, I see two different type of personalities talking about the same thing. Same thing. No more about as, as I say, if I'm the aggressor, I'm the one in your face and no tech. You're their nurture, right? I'm nature, you're nurture, right? 
you 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 get in that mental kind of come on baby you know this is you this is you here this is you in this environment this is how you take care of yourself and i'm the guy you know because it's like you need both it's a perfect storm you need both to succeed and it's all about balance mm-hmm. but don't just want somebody to call to you 24 7 man you need a little candidness and you're like you need a little no tact you know what i'm saying in your life and so that's why I always say my wife evens me out because she calms me down, but because I'm just so, I just got tired of me. I just got so tired of just being afraid, having anxiety in certain situations. Cause everybody, ha- even with PT tests, I still get anxiety with PT tests. I'm in great shape, but hey, when it, you tell me it's a test, I'm yeah, nervous. Yes. Yeah. You hear about <laughs> it. And that's, it's, that's it's so mental. important that you're saying that because you know, people who have like testing anxiety people. And I used to be like, star student when I was a kid, but yeah. now if I, I couldn't imagine having to take a GRE, I can imagine having to take yeah. an ACT. Um, and, and it's because I hear tests, even my dissertation week, mm-hmm. I was an emotional wreck. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how I made it through. For as sure. soon as I finished it, I heave cried so hard in front of my, my committee because yeah. it was just this idea of being evaluated by an external source that may not fully understand me, but they determine my fate and my future and possibly my trajectory. Yeah. Like I, I kind of internalized all these things. I'm talking about black boys in the midst of a racial crisis in the mm. midst of a political pandemic, crazy lifestyle right now, you know? And so I, I say that to say like, I want us to be, I think that's just, again, why I started Raw Honey is like, I want us to be more aware that it's not just us. We're not just crazy. We're not just lazy. We're not just something wrong. There are a lot of factors going on around us that cause us to be that way. I saw this term recently called internalized capitalism. And I'm Mm. like, I'm on it. Like I'm saying it all the time because what you just said was like, especially, and I don't know your full story of, you know, what brought you on going 90 miles an hour. But I know for me, I go quicker when I feel like I'm falling by, when I'm trying to get to greatness, like you said, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, greatness looks like I need to do this and this and this and this. And, and all of a sudden you're picking up momentum and all of a sudden so you're how, running how faster. How did you know what greatness looks like? I what did it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, your, your version of greatness. I literally just thought greatness meant like you had to do everything and do everything perfectly well, the mm-hmm. best that you possibly could. And Great, you know, and then you hear the rap songs like in the stuff of like, you know, greatness doesn't sleep, greatness doesn't stop, the grind always continues. Yeah. I can sleep when I'm dead. I got six jobs, I don't get tired, like hustle <laughs> all my life. You just you're yeah. So you think like, okay, I gotta push, 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 push. Like that's that's what how greatness made. So I could be Rick Ross, so I could be Meek Mill. Like it's a sweet spot. It exactly. Is. I had to find we'll that. say this now. And then people, you know, will stop doing stuff. They'll slow down when they really need to just stay on it. It's kind of like where we're at right now, building our brands and our platforms, mm-hmm. feeding the beast, always being consistent, you know, like you, like you doing with the Breathe Project, always pushing stuff out, you know, when we going back and forth, sharing each other's stuff and being great, right? That's in certain areas. So you still taking your time. Um, even like my episodes been going strong since March, you know, every week, every week, plus Jay's therapy sessions, plus other episodes, plus birthday episodes. Right. But I got them boys in the queue. I spent a good solid couple of days, get all my things out, you know, and I'm good for like a month and a half. Right. It's just about planning your time. Right. So you still grinding, but you know, you have to just be smart about it. 
you know, and I was, I forgot what my thought was going to say. I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, before I forget. So in asking people to be successful on a, a consistent basis, to be a part of that 1%, uh, it's about finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about that a little bit when you was on for me. But since I'm the one as a guest, I could tell you a little bit more of my story. You know, um, I took my pineapple so, so I want to say about three years, if I had to put on a number, about three years to, for me actively, you know, trying or looking for my purpose. And I always, something I always do as well is, yes, my, my platform is a spiritual platform, Christian, love God, boom. But how I, uh, I would say, refound or re- came back to Christ, you know, right, was both sides. So I use the example. So all I know is when I tithe my 10%, whatever, right, I got more money in my account. When I don't, I don't. Okay? Simple. It's, 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 either way it is. I don't know how, why it is. I know why it is. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I start small. Um. You can say, hey, I treat everybody right. God wants you to treat everybody right. Okay, cool. And I, I was just doing that. And so a lot of the, the my values and you know stuff that I was I was raised to be like you know, coincided with what the word said. Um, now this is the part that got me, what I was just talking about and finding my purpose. I I had to trust God. He said I had to trust God, but I had to practice trusting God, and I had to trust Him with my purpose. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird to say, no. but because I, ultimately He knows my purpose. Mm-hmm. But I was like, God, I'm leading it all on You. I said I'm good. A lot of stuff. I said, I can sing a little bit. I play the drums. I'm acting. I'm doing stuff on the radio. I'm emceeing stuff. I got all, I'm, I'm, you know, I do all these things, but there was never that spark. There was never that, mm, like, I, I'm, I'm here for this. Like, I can do this for free. Um, and it was like a lot of soul searching. So when you start to trust, when you start to find your purpose, the, what is the first thing that happens? You start to lose friends. Mm-hmm. You start to get in different circles you start to um, learn a lot more about yourself. You find out how much you suck yeah. when, you, when you do that. You, you suck like, a lot. Now, it's not like a, a putting you down, but you find out, like, your flaws and, not, and or your vices, like sexual immorality, like, yeah. you know, you uh, cheating on your wife, you lying at work, whatever. All your, all your stuff starts to rise up because you, have, you can't be great. Right. doing all that the evil stuff so again this has nothing to do with god if i'm doing all these bad things why why would something good happen because right. the bad things that you're doing is your reward so how can you get anything greater from what you can just you know physically see the stuff that we want you can't readily see mm-hmm. the stuff that we always pray for and and or ask for or just dream about you know again nothing to do with god right so now you look at it on the spiritual side. God can't bless a dead situation. Not at all. God, why would God give you that promotion if you ain't worked hard for it? Why is God going to give you an A on the test if you ain't studied? Right. We've all done it. You ain't studied for a test. Lord, you just give me a, a C. You'd be <laughs> like, how? <laughs> how? It's not how? in your brain, what? silly. <laughs> it's not even so, in there. <laughs> that's, and I think, I mean, even the best preacher, I, I feel like, it's just always in my heart. Like they just forget to remind people how to do it. Yes. They want them to feel good. They want them to tithe mm-hmm. as a result of feeling good. Mm-hmm. They want them to show up for numbers. Right. But we're doing all this stuff. And that's how people get burned out. 
Mm -hmm. want to do, they want you to serve. They want you to be the usher. They want you to sing. They want you to do all this stuff in the church, but then won't even uh, give you the number to the, to the preacher. Oh, you got to talk to Susie, and Susie got to talk to him, and then you get an appointment. Da, 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 da. You ain't that busy, bro. Not at all. You work one day a week. <laughs> and then you say, well, preacher got kids, preacher got a wife. And no, we all got that too. Right. The preacher ain't paying me, you know? That's a whole other thing. That's I'm just right. saying. But people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm i on the preacher's side for sure, as long as he's doing right. But it's just like, bro, like, you're not that busy. And we talking, I'm talking about churches from, you know, zero to 500 or something. Not even talking mm -hmm. about no mega church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you get on the point of this pedestal. But again, we're not believing in the preacher, we're believing in God. But I hope I'm not, like, confusing everybody here, but it's, it's a lot, right? And so then you were trying to build your relationship with a guy, and they say go to church, but but church, people ain't doing right. Go across the street. It's a church over there too. You know, find somebody that is, it, it, that gets it for you that it's you, and you can grow and glow with. But people don't want to do that. They just want to blame. They want to blame the personal trainer because they ain't losing weight. They want to mm -hmm. blame the preacher because they ain't they can't get they uh lights cut on because they they tired and it didn't work because you know what I'm saying. But you still do all the extra stuff. So you can't right. just do one thing off of one sermon. And still do all the dirt you did last week and just expect God to bless that. And going all the way back to the beginning, what we said. I'm sorry I'm getting off track. I'm no, sorry. not at all. No, 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 you're not. Because I'm yeah. pulling it together that it's it's still a crock pot. You know, yeah. like the things that I so my favorite verse is James 1, 2 through 4. I've no that was verses put on my heart when I was like five years old. Like, well, mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know Jesus yet. I literally didn't. And so all my life, I was like, I oh, don't know, it's my favorite verse. And as I mm. grew older and older and older, oh, that verse has hit so hard. The yeah. older I got, like in the circumstance, yes, it's pure joy that I'm going through this trial. I see it. I need yeah. this joy because it does pr produce perfection. It does pr produce this mm. perseverance. Um, and I'm not lacking anything. Like it's, and so we have to again, we're in a, we're in a society and a climate where again, we're in this internalized capitalism, we're in instant gratification. We're in like pleasing. It's a pleasure society, uh, which is like, you know, a, a, a controversial discussion now of like, do we, are we supposed to live in that much pleasure or whatever? Mm -hmm. But um, it's a space of, I need it. I need it now. Um, I need it to be better than everyone else's. So it doesn't get taken away and I mm -hmm. need it to feel good. It's now. a drug. It's a drug. It's, it's addiction. We're, lo we're looking for the next dopamine hit. We're looking for that, yes. that B12 shot. We're looking for that magic pill that makes us lose weight. We're looking for that one Christ-like experience to just solve all our problems, and it's never going to be that way. And we, and we and have to realize I'm talking to myself as well, because oh, I, yeah. I know somebody's going to be like, oh, that, that bro, he got it all. No, 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 no. I am it's currently going through things. Yes. It's just I'm talking to myself in this, mm -hmm. but I can speak on it because I've been, I, because I'm I'm literally been through in it right you know what i'm saying like i've been through my own fire now i'm in another fire i'm, in, I'm fire number two I feel, <laughs> I feel i just feel i mean i feel that in your spirit and i hope that resonates with others because i hear the same thing like oh she thinks yeah. she's nothing. no i don't oh it's the trauma boo like <laughs> that's my phrase it's Maybe like we should share more stuff that's wrong with us yes that's that. uh, so right now i'm doing that's why i'm doing those 20 stingers those 20 stingers yeah. like let me point out what you do wrong this is literally stuff i do we need to do the opposite though okay. we need to do the opposite I need to do more stingers and you need to do more praise reports. And the praise reports. Or, or, or more, more like, like, no, just that. More like I'm a boss. Yeah. 
right. I, I try to say it. All I'll do more. I'll do more stingers. People don't want to hear I, that. When I when I get too cocky, people don't want to hear that. It's so okay. Like, they'll they'll be okay. I'm a humble person, so yes, we I need to, we need I mess to, I up. You know, because people see doctor and they're like doctor, and I'm like doctor messes people up. People see their own insecurities because that's they don't have a. Right. That's Ooh. that's all. You, thank you. Come on now. It ain't I about you. Passed out. I had to come it, back. It ain't about you. It's a, it's about what they oh, don't have. Oh my goodness. It's about the difference. <laughs> so I think I forgot who. I maybe it was you. I forgot who I was talking to about this. But the difference between jealousy and envy. Oh yes. Talk talk about that. Because jealousy is like a um, jealousy is like I'm jealous of her car or his his suit or whatever envy is like i hate you as a person i hate your whole essence mm-hmm. right and so it's like a deep-seated like mm, like mm-mm, I, w- I just want everything bad to happen to this person just because mm. they are who they are mm. jealousy is just like for the moment one thing or whatever and you know when you look at the definitions are a scary thing you know yeah definitely like i was um go back to the accountability piece i never got to that I was talking about Jonathan and David in their covenant relationship and how they were like, you know, best friends, like, you know, the dopest friends ever. Jonathan took up for David, went against his own daddy, the king, the whole thing. Um, accountability, by definition, is the obligation, which is the word I, uh, I highlighted. You, you, when you say, hey, it's my accountability partner. I'm doing life with that person. That's my best friend. That's somebody, you know, whatever. You're, you're literally accountable. You're, you're obligated to watch out for them to look out for them so when they fail you fail yeah and so especially in our space it's just like if i say i'm doing life with you and we're doing this whole media thing right when you fail when raw honey fails no tech talk fails yeah right and vice versa but we have to we have to think like that because that's what makes us selfish because we're not thinking like that we're not we're not uh obligated to anybody but ourselves we can't grow but what we realize is like we're way more connected. Even if we try to disconnect ourselves from other people, we're way more connected than we could ever be. And that's that through grief, like Chadwick Boseman dies, we're all crying. You know, we can see that through celebration, whether it's getting, seeing the first black president being elected in, like we can see that through so many things that we are all impacted similarly, whether we want to admit it or not. It's Mm. just the fact that we haven't worked through those in the weed emotions to allow ourselves to connect with others. Or the last time that we've allowed ourselves to openly admit that we connect to someone, they Mm -hmm. abused it. And so now we say, well, I don't connect with them. It's like, you do just connect with some of the wrong people or you connect with someone who was abusive. Now you just figure out someone different to connect with. And then that's the thing too, not to be insensitive, but it's like, yeah, you was with that person. I'm talking to myself again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what, what does your vetting process look like? Mm, because a lot of times we see the red flags i eat myself too i saw plenty of red flags and ignored all the mugs because i wanted that situation something i say is what resume did you put out so like people are like um my friends treat me like i'm just like the the therapist all the time talking to me um they treat me like (laughs) i'm a therapist all the time they only call me when something's wrong Mm. well what did i say when i first met them whenever something's going on you call me i'll answer all hours of the day i never said i need someone to call me i need this is so what is on your resume my resume used to say helper I'll come out any time of the night. I'll cook you food. I'll let you borrow money. Mm-hmm. Don't pay me back because it's okay because I'm here for you. 
And then when I get upset that I get hired for that job, I'll be mm. like, why didn't y'all give me the other benefits? Oh, we, you, you didn't ask for that. That's what you, you don't have that on the resume that wow. you take care of you. So we, we have to take accountability. And it's the same thing that like you said, like, it's not a shame thing. It's the fact that we, it's not a burden. It's a power. We mm. have the power to create the life that we want to see. And so if we want friendships and interactions and family and whatever it may be that are healthy for us both, then we have to allow ourselves, we have to allow ourselves the power to choose that and to vet that out, which means you probably got to confront some of your own stuff mm-hmm. and be like, dang, I picked that friend because I'm attracted to this within me, you know? Yeah. And it that's, falls on oh, that's a whole other conversation. Just Man. dating off of, you know, your own insecurities. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Here we go. We got like three more segments. Now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. That's a whole. That is so real, though. I mean, I think it, again, it just goes back to. Oh, da- oh, I'm sorry. Date somebody that feeds your insecurities. And I just had this conversation. <sighs> I've had this conversation quite often. So we're not gonna open this can of worms. But we're I'm, going yeah, to I'm sorry. One day is yeah. lust versus admiration. I've been okay. really unpacking that because people think lust is only sexual but you can lust after someone's intelligence yeah lust after the fact that someone will rock with you no matter what even if it's toxic Mm -hmm. you can lust after that person being by your side that person being a nurturer Mm -hmm. you can lust after these certain things that i don't and the difference is when i lust after it it i literally am attracted to it in an addiction manner like if i was thirsty and i haven't drank in like six years some water I'm going to go after this water. So if I haven't had somebody who will clean up all my messes for me in so long and I find this person, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm in love with them when in reality, they're just clean. They're just holding that hole of my insecurity. And if I were to ever heal from that insecurity, I have nothing with them. And so that's what lust is versus admiration is I am Mm. at least aware within myself or at least full within myself. And I can admire that you do these things for me, but it's not filling my hole. It's in fact, it's putting dirt and fertilizer on top of it. So something can grow. Yeah. And it's kind of like, we hear it all the time though. So that, that's, that's my question is like, no, not everything you just said. I'm talking about the insecurity part. So it's like, we hear, all right, if you're not holding yourself, you know, you shouldn't be dating or, you know, you need to fix yourself first before you get in a relationship and it's just like okay what does that look like or how, what's that process i ain't got I time to go to therapy i think it's a bed of awareness i don't think you need to have i'm keeping some stuff we can't fix if like if you like toxic in certain areas it's just like a personality trait then now i need to find somebody that could like for me i talk too much i need to find somebody that could shut me up like my wife's an introvert but i told her like point blank i talk too much But the difference is, (laughs) the difference would be if you were in a place of like, you looked for her so that you could dump on her. Oh, yeah. Versus if you look for her, so this is someone that can compliment where I am. But I've heard people say that, though. They're like, well, this is how I am. And that's where I kind of get, man. It's just like, bro, like, you know, that's not how you are. (laughs) You're just choosing not to work on it. Right. That's who you choose to be. Yeah. You just expect somebody to just deal with all your mess. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like fix yourself, but then right. the girl that, that fixes herself, oh girl, you just mm, 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 mm. oh bro, come yeah. on, now. you know, 
it happens with the same thing with guys. Like they expect women just to deal with all they mess. Like, hey, if you yeah. don't like it, blah, blah, blah. I told my wife the same thing. I was I was out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I let her know how it was. So that was a grace period. But after a while, she was like, bro, get your act together. You know what I'm saying? And but I had to make that decision to do that. And it goes both ways. So but I think for me, it was me saying it. It was like you said, it was the awareness piece. I knew what was my problem was. Or I knew the where's I had to work on. And I think we I think for the most part we know. Yeah. I, nobody yeah. really needs a personal trainer. If you be honest with you. We all know how to work out. We all know how to not uh eat cookies. You know what I'm saying? Right. We just need some I just need somebody to push. So you're really paying somebody hundreds of dollars to tell you not to eat cookies? <laughs> Think about it, though. So, you know, there's certain, like, exercises, like, you no, may No, it's not. You can YouTube anything. Damn, you just got to do it. You're, you're paying. You're going to put me out you're, of business, sir. Sorry. <laughs> you're, no, I'm saying, though, no, but it's, people still pay for it. You're paying for the accountability piece. The, you're and the paying for, like, like you're, you're paying yeah, for pay, friendship. Yeah. yeah, I pay for this dude to train me. I'm going to go get my money's worth. Da, 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 da. So whatever it takes to get you out the, out the bed, excuse me, but that can only last for so long. Right. That's that grace period. Mm-hmm. You can only be lazy in your feelings, mad about life, whatever, whatever, for so long. At some point, you're going to have to put up or shut up. Like we talked about in another episode. Ooh, I'm loving this no tack over rip- here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We talked about that now. The other one, rip the band aid off. Yeah. You know, let that thing air out, let it heal yeah. and move on. But, who? okay, see, we're going to be here for 700 years. Part but two. I'm thinking about like what's so scary about healing. Like, and then going back to my earlier question of yeah. like, it it's such a process to step. I mean, I even think about, and I've I've been in the space where I've walked through healing, but I was just telling somebody today, like it feels like I don't even walk through healing. I literally roll down the hill. I'm like, mm, <laughs> and just start rolling, and I'm like, oh, I hope I get there. You know, it's it's this because there's so many there's so many things that contribute to how we interact mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of things in life that we don't really talk about that and then that we're just really not aware of, you know, there's so many components of anxiety mm. that show up in different places. And I even, I stopped sharing memes or whatever the kids call them, the things with the words, <laughs> just like pictures and words. I don't know what they're called, yeah, for me. Uh, <laughs> but I stopped sharing though to say like, don't, you know, don't have friends that do blah, 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 mm. blah. And I'd be like, Yes, that's true, but like, let's unpack why that friend's doing that. You know, like, maybe like this person. Oh, I can't remember. It was something about like, don't. Oh, your friends hate on you. Like, I could. I don't. I can't like relate or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think some people's friends hate on them because they're really sad about where they are in life and haven't figured out how to pull themselves together, and they feel lower about themselves. Now, well, is that piece. their responsibility? Yeah. Yes, and they should not treat me like that. Correct. Um, but I don't want to come to an approach of like, I'm just going to shut you down because you just ain't believing in me versus thinking like, dang, they must be really hurting about whatever it is that they've been through and mm-hmm. haven't found the tools to work through that yet. Having these type of conversations, listening to these type of conversations, I'm sure you do a lot of self-help in both of our, our worlds. Uh, isn't social media like weird now? Because you can right. see like an enormous <laughs> amount of cries for help. An enormous. 
amount. It's and like what, people that treat uh, Facebook like Twitter, like every five minutes. Well, because like, have you watched post- The Social Dilemma? No. And anybody listening to this, as well as you, please okay. <laughs> watch it. Because, what you know, I'm all about, like, what do people try to make money off of? And, like, thinking of, like, we're not making money off beauty. We're making money off insecurities with the yep. beauty. So we're making yep. money off. This is COVID season. I don't know if you know, I think I told you that al- the algorithms have been changed on Instagram. So they're not chronological anymore. They are now by engagement yeah. to try to force businesses to buy engagement. And so they have this like strict thing. If people don't look if at you, it. In the more you like him. Yeah. The more. Right. It, top on the, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's horrid because we're playing off people's isolation. It's COVID. People are stuck in the house. People are mentally strained. They've never been around their family before this long. They don't know anything mm-hmm. about social act interaction in this way, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Um, and to know that a platform that we're all addicted to, let's just like, let's just call it, this is addiction. Yeah. Um, we, you're playing off of people's isolation and that's scary. It, it, it's, it's terrifying to me yeah. um, that this is, what our world's coming to, like I said, along with the racial, don't even want to, I can't even unpack the racial climate, the political climate, you know, it being, um, it being election season. COVID is going to be gone November 4th, watch. Man. (laughs) We're going to be wanting COVID to come back with all this other stuff. Trump is going to be miraculously healed November 10th, watch. Right, everybody. (laughs) I read this book called Digital Minimalism. Mm. And uh, if it was not for Snow Tag Talk, I probably would not Dang. be on social and media. I'm honestly trying to get to the point where Just More Honey is on social media because I love talking to people in person. Like, yeah. that's, my, that's my juice. That's we, my we can't, we got to be virtual though. We can't be in person that much. And we're going to, one of these days, we're going to do like a motivational thing. We're going to get together and do like a seminar. I know. Something, something I'm, believe me. I, I have my little notepad here. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been writing all the things. So yeah. this is not the last time that y'all will see this man's face, at least on this platform. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. But I, I think, you know, just all in all, just to sum everything up, it's like we we have to start. The, the top word that I wrote down is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You have to start the journey of being vulnerable to step out and figure out like what's going to get me to where it is I want to go, whether it's a better relationship with God. Like if it is me giving it to God, what does that really look like? What is it that I'm truly oh. surrendering? Because in my head, it's not just that I'm surrendering like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to give you like my poetry ideas. It's mm-hmm. I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my traumas. I'm giving you my experiences. I'm giving you my fears. I'm giving you my celebration. I like, want to talk about that too. On the man side, I ain't forget about that before we, we left because this oh, is a yes. big thing that you're doing with Breathe. Thank you. It's so much, It's I, I feel like it's easier for women to get it than it is for men because we're mm-hmm. so stubborn. Even It's even, I, I have a statistic that it's even easier for um, women to have a relationship with God Oh wow! Than it is for um, men oh, because we, we we feel do a like whole show on black <laughs> men in the church. We feel like we have to control everything. That's how I was talking about right. earlier. I know it's I ramble sometimes, right? But when we get it, we got it. Right. That's why it's so rare to see a, a man on fire for God. And when we do see one, we wonder if he's gay. Ooh. Okay. 
we wonder if it's a, it's a choir director, is he gay? Mm-hmm. There's a look. Right? I mean, people married out here, bro. Yeah. Still like, hmm, I still don't know, you know? Right, and so, yeah. that, and that's so, but men, straight men, and wrong with gay folks, you know, LGBT, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But that's where I think most of your initiative is coming from, heterosexual males. There's a lot of insecurities with other uh, gay men as well. I'm just talking about the straight guys, whatever. I get counseled, is what it is. But I'm saying that, you know, in that, you even talking about them coming out. Why, did, why were they afraid early on to come out? Because yeah. of, of what, how they would be viewed. So I think it's such a thing. So men in the church, men crying in church, if they get convicted by the spirit, they won't do it. They won't raise their hands. They won't praise God. They won't dance to the music because they'll be looked at as feminine. Yeah, they're such in a church man, because of the, the <laughs> about their own salvation, their characteristics of manhood and the the worldliness of manhood is still triumphing over. That Get over yourself. You're bro. you're being naive because you're being submissive. You're submitting yourself to God, so you're being naive. You're right. being vulnerable. You're being expressive, and these are things that we don't allow. And actually, like, so I did have one gay man that did. Uh, the breathe thing and I just talked to him about his story and it, mm-hmm. it was em- empowering to know like because I'm I'm trying to make it as spectrum as possible honestly yeah it's not one identity that's purpose um but just knowing like there are so many things rooted in like spirituality rooted in just everyday language and verbiage and thought mm-hmm. process that leaves out not just I mean a complete a complete, like, I can't even say a word, <laughs> a complete yeah. category of men, like in the LGBTQ. But then mm-hmm. we also leave out men who just want to be expressive. Like, that's what that, I'm, but period, they, then they, then they men, get looked at as something period. that they're not. And that's, right. that's a whole other thing. It's so, so sad. Like, in the, in the, I was talking about with Jonathan and David in the Bible and in different translations, they were using words like love and affection and kindness and covenant. Yes. And that's foreign to a lot of men. Like, uh, I love the men's group that I'm in because they're just so, you know, on fire. And I, I've been a lot, part of a lot of men's groups. And usually it's kind of reserved. And one guy speak out, then everybody else just starts talking. But every, pretty much everybody in this group is dope. Um, but what I'm finding is, um, like I said, the time it takes you to get it, me and my, a buddy of mine named Matt, uh, we, um, how do I say this? <laughs> So we're we're like kind of like the younger guys in the group, and you know we have a lot to say, a lot of rele- uh, relevant things to say. I feel like, and we we talk to a lot of older men about different things because they missed kind of like the cusp, and it's it's, it's both. We learn something from them, learn something from us. We were talking the other day, and it's just like this is not a coincidence that we're you know we're put in this environment, and we're kind of using each other, kind of sharpening each other in this situation to like show people like, bro, we we bro, we here, you know, right. But get over yourself, right? Men, get over yourself. Mm. If, I, if I could give any man right now some advice, <laughs> it's just start deleting girls off your Instagram. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, that's going to be 99% of the problems. You, the whole Breathe Project, lust, right there. I'm just saying, I, I tell people, I say, okay, all the spiritual stuff aside, I said, like we talk about human application, right? I'm going to wrap this all up. Mm-hmm. You look at, I don't know, Nicki Minaj, okay? Nicki Minaj turned to, you know, um, what's somebody else? Megan Good. Now you, now you just got in this rabbit hole. And you look at all these females. Now you on some porn site, right? 
And so then, so now when next time you go back on Instagram, go on the explore page, it's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. That bothered me because I like, because what you, what you see now, I have, co- I have like curated my explore page. It bothered me because, you know, you can, you can hard press it and you say, see, see fewer posts like this. This is stuff they don't tell you. And it may seem small. But this is gonna be a breakthrough for, for a lot of guys that listen right, to Right, because it's gonna it's gonna be a reflection of you. Folk, see fewer posts like this going there. Cause you go to your explore page, Instagram will show you exactly what you put your time into. Mm. Now it's full of poodles. So I just got a dog. <laughs> it's full of waves and it's full of podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's that that's what I have now. But it bothered me because I was on this journey. Why am I seeing but you know, I ain't trying to cuss, you know, why am I seeing naked women on Instagram every day? I'm mm. married. Uh-huh. And it's and some people are like, oh no, nah, bro, it's something just something to see, just Instagram. I said the same thing. I made excuses the same way. Oh no, it's just this, it's just that. But why am I moving my phone, scrolling through? Cause mm-hmm. my wife might be walking behind me. I ain't cheating or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then she said it one day. Why well, always see the so and so on your phone every time it's scrolling? And I said, well, man, it's whatever. It's natural. We, we men. No, bro, that is detrimental. Mm-hmm. And people always go to the sex life, yeah, you know, porn, I, I, all that. I'm, I'm talking about it goes deeper than that, I mm-hmm. feel like. It's, it's around us. And we, I mean, you talking to, man, I can tell y'all some stories, but I get you, bro. I'm talking to them right now. Yeah. And get over yourself. Do a purge. Do a purge. The preacher not going to take, the preacher don't even, probably don't even know half the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or he is dealing with it and just won't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got to take those steps, bro. Delete Instagram for a minute. Purge, purge your mind. Read some books. Go work out. Whatever. Be, be your best self. But you don't have to conquer women. You getting that next woman is not going to make you no better in your friend's eyes. And if that's the only way that you get some kudos whatever from your homeboy, you need new homeboys. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what real estate did we just buy? What house did we just buy? What, what job did we just get? Who who do we set free from a from spiritual trauma? Most like you said, what's a gener- generational trauma? Are we really helping each other out? What, what's your inner circle look like? And on the other end of that, you could be okay with it. It ain't bothering me. It's cool, bro. No, I'm good. I can still do this. I can still go talk to my wife, and it's all good. But just but the fact that you heard it, and I'm sorry that you're hearing this. The fact that you heard it started that journey because you kind of you know like when you were a kid, it say you stole a bag of Skittles every day. Right, on the way home from school. But as soon as like uh, your parents find out, I don't steal them skittles no more. You are gonna get caught, go to jail the next day. Why is it when parents find out something like you know had a little inkling, they find out right? Like real quick, yeah. You know, but you could be doing the same, be drugged on your whole life. As soon as your parents find out, now you going to jail, right? Right. And so it's the same thing. As soon as you start to think about, oh man, this really could be bothering me. Oh man, this really could be messing the way I view women. Oh man, I cannot look at a woman without trying to smash. I can't have a professional relationship in my job without wondering what she look like naked. Oh man, I'm at church and that choir lady look bomb. Can't even think, can't, think about it. Think about it. And I, this is me talking to me, <laughs> you know? And so I had, and this is, as I'm saying like, yes. And then, then after all of that, while you're praying, then that's where God comes in. Then that's where God has a supernatural to your natural and gives you that uh divine breakthrough because you're doing the work god is like okay boom you want you really want to be free from this mm-hmm. so let's do it mm-hmm. why would he why would he free you from something that you're not that you just gonna go back on right. on uh Pornhub next day anyway mm-hmm. just gonna mm-hmm. go back mm-hmm. talking to old girl the next day anyway why 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 you, you don't need my help you you obviously happy 
Wow. Doing what you're doing. That's right? Deep. So it's like, and, and we, we tell it to other people all the time, bro, if you want to get better, you got to grind. Bro, you got to grind with your spiritual, your mental, your physical, your lustful health, bro. Yes. Because me, don't get me wrong, me have a, a, a plethora of issues besides this, but I talk to a lot of them and this is one of the main ones. This is one of the main ones is women is dealing with it and it's, it's accountability. So if you got your bro that you ride with, bro, let's go to church. Oh, you ain't got to go to church, bro. Let's, hey man, we got to start praying or something. Mm-hmm. If you too big to pray with somebody else, I'm wrong with you, bro. If you too big to say, hey bro, let's pray. I don't care if I'm in the produce section. Let's pray, man. You know, uh, hey, Over there by the asparagus or whatever. whatever. Who cares? Like who really cares? Who pays your bills? Mm. Well, if you start to think about, if you get nervous about anything, who pay you pay your big? Really, God, you know, owes me, right? But you know, what I'm saying? I was about you, to say God paid it all. That's what I'm saying. But, but like, <laughs> but think about it. You pay your own bills, bro. So why are you worried about what other people think about you? If you soft, you just soft, man. If if people think you gay, you just, I'm whatever. Cool, it's cool now anyway. Whatever, you know. If you think I'm gay? Whatever. I've had girls call me everything under the sun because I felt convicted while going in. Like I'm putting a condom on, right? And I was like, I stopped. I got convicted. We did all this texting, come on over, did da, 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 got there. But my mind is like, bro, you already here anyway. You might as well. Bro, I ran it. And I that ran other times? No. But that particular time, I did. And out and to her and her friends, I'm I'm oh, he he wasn't ready. He couldn't get it up. Blah, 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 blah. Bro, say what you gotta say, man. It is what it is. I'm grown. I don't care. Man. I'm gonna see you again. Why why we care about I was picking up my dog. Other day from getting uh, from the groomers, I was looking busted. Had the little white socks on with the tennis shoes. They was looking terrible. Nice. And, but am I ever going to people again? No. Who cares? Right. I'm handling my business. Right. I, I, hope, I hope it's not like I'm ranting here, but this is just so important because I'm a hard learner. A lot of guys are stubborn. We're hard learners. We got to get it to your thick skull, bro. It ain't about you. It's about your son. It's about your children. It's about your lineage. It's about your wife. Mm. It's about the legacy that you want to leave behind. Right. I don't want to pass on my lustful desires to my son mm-hmm. so he can mess up somebody else's life. Because I, I got plenty of like testimonies to I should have had a lot more going on when I got in there. And that's only by God's grace. 100%. It ain't because of me. I, I tried, but I failed a bunch of times. You know? And so, and it's not just, I have, I have friends, I got a few good friends that hold me accountable. Like I said, when I fail, they fail. When he fails, I fail. And it's, it's saying that it's not just, I got you, bro. Uh, yeah, man, I help you move. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I help you, you know, I got, you know, if we go down, I got the Glock. All right, cool. You got the Glock. But do you, but are you really helping me? Are you going to talk to me for real? Right. Or you just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. But it, it's, it's a lot. Like we talked about the unpack there. It's just like, man, y'all got to get over y'all selves. And I had to tell myself that it's, it's way bigger than me. Because mm-hmm. don't be like, you know, them old men that get it when they're 70, 80 years old. But now it's too late. Life. Yeah. You know? That's, that's important. You said, and that's the no tax stuff that we need out here for sure. You know, it's, it hit different when it comes from another man's mouth. So... <laughs> I need know that's what we need to hear. That's how we need to hear it. Don't worry, there'll be a lot I, more conversation. Yeah, I just I just hear all the time, you know, and I, and I try to you know reach out. And I, I just say I I've been that person, and I've been that person to other people watching them fail, watching them fail, watching them be in toxic situations, mm-hmm. and not care and just let it be on them, mm-hmm. and call them my best friend. Oh yeah, you know. 
And so it's just, it's it's a big step. We want to grind, like you said, you want to be like the rappers, make all the money, six jobs, whatever else. But it's just like, you can have all the money in the world, but still go to hell. You can have all the money in the world and still not be whole when you go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, and just have, I want to have control of my own thoughts. I want them to be, you know, driven by prosperity, love, kindness, you know, being a real man of God. Like what they say, a, guy, a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And that, and that it does include failing. It does include, you know, falling sometimes. But fall forward, as they say, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go back to the old stuff, man. But, you know. Man. I'm done. <laughs> no, we need this. This is this is what we came here for. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, I'm trying to beat the sun. Yeah, this I see. The sun it. is sorry. just, you know, decreasing in the sky because it's now October. And I don't it like is. it. Um, but thank you. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your story. Yes. Thank you for your growth. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> it is so much. This is not the, yeah. warm in this seat for sure. Um, anything you want to drop to anybody, like lasting words, how we can find you, how we can find No Notactalk.com. It's a tongue twister, but it's catching on. Period. Just put it in the description. <laughs> but no tech talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just put it all in the description. All in the description. Mm. Just yeah, well, you know, they'll probably see it on your stuff anyway. But I just appreciate you for rocking with the Raw Honey platform. She the dopest one out here. And uh, she killing the game. Trying. With her mic. She killing it. Are you coming <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing now. <laughs> That's how you get off. Okay. I know this isn't the last time working together. I just appreciate you for having me on. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, we can change at least our spheres and our, um, our environment. And we can make something pop in this world. It's about to. It's pop. Yep. It's popping like a little glo- little mama lip gloss. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Take care. Be great. Everything. Peace. All right. 